Another Friday means another new episode of That Entrepreneur Show, and this mom does it all. Born from her own experience as a mother of active children, Lark Adventurewear is a bootstrapped seven-figure business on a mission to make life easier for millennial parents. As a mom and entrepreneur, her goal is to help make one of the largest daily decisions, what do we wear, less stressful by offering versatile, functional pieces that effortlessly move throughout seasons. What started out as an idea in an industry she knew nothing about blossomed into a go-to activewear brand for both kids and women and is continuing to evolve into a one-stop shop for families. She built her business on engaging with and listening to her customers. Parents loved her proprietary fabric used in her kids' wear so much that they demanded it for themselves. And last year, she did launch that women's wear collection, which accounts for 25% of sales in less than six months of the launch. I'm excited to learn more about what happened behind the scenes. But first, let's start out. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Yeah, I'm, I think to me, it means someone that has an idea for a business um, and takes steps to make it a reality, something that didn't exist in the world. Um, they made come to life and obviously made that idea that didn't exist thrive. I love that. Have to get creative. Think outside the box. That is a big part to entrepreneurship. And welcome back to everyone listening on. I'm Vincent A. Lancy. I am your host, and you can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancy on YouTube and social media. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. This is where I sit down with founders of company and brands each week since December 2019 to help you on your journey, whether you've started or you're looking to start, stay tuned for a great show. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most, and you can hear all of our episodes at the link in bio with the Gasparilla Overload series and Rewind the Clock bonus series as well. Palavi Gala, I'm excited to have you join the show. We came into contact through her hearing the show, and I know there's a lot of you listening on who deserve great stories like this. So let me bring her on now. Thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks. Would you mind introducing yourself to everyone before we dive into business talk? Yeah, sure. My name is Pallavi Gola, um, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm also mom to two little boys, um, and I started an apparel company called Lark Adventure Wear five years ago. I don't have an apparel background, but I saw a need in the marketplace and really wanted to create products that I thought were better for, for my kids and for our customers. You mentioned a great thing there, seeing a need. If you feel a need, typically you may find some success. That's what I've learned from all the guests that come on the show. Did you always want to do your own thing, become an entrepreneur, start your own company? Yeah. So I actually started in finance. I've always had like a business mind. I went to NYU Stern. I was a numbers person, worked on Wall Street for a couple of years at hedge funds out of college and uh, went back to business school. But I knew going back to business school that I wanted to do my own thing. I was done with just like, you know, crunching numbers behind an Excel spreadsheet. And so I actually started a small business in business school, tried to raise some money for it, ended up working for my competitor who was a serial entrepreneur learned a lot from him. And I think that was really helpful. And um, from there, you know, knew that I always wanted to embark on my own and create my own business and, you know, give it my own shot. So always kind of been, have been entrepreneurial. Tell me more about this business you started during school. Yeah. So uh, in business school, 
I started a wine uh, subscription business called Vine Last. I was very into wine. I had a few uh, wine degrees actually. And so I was kind of trying to create the Pandora of wine and find people more wine that they liked from smaller producers. And so we started shipping some shipments. I think we had, you know, 200 customers and shipping out of like a a little wine store in Pasadena. And uh, there was a lot of different businesses doing something very similar at the time. So I kind of graduated from business school and uh, had paid a lot of money to go to school and decided to get a real job and some experience. And actually one of the competitors who had raised a ton of money uh, at the time, it was called Club W. Now it's called Wink Wines. They've actually gone public, but I was employee number five there. I kind of closed down my site went to them, they started producing wine because that's really the issue with the business that it's, you know, if you're selling another product from someone else, the margins are really slim. You raise some funding to almost, to become integrated as a wine producer. And so it was fun for two years. I kind of went on that roller coaster with them. They raised a ton of money, you know, they were growing very fast. Um, And I, I really, you know, learned how to take an idea that I had come up with as well and execute it better, to be honest. So it was a great learning experience for me. Very similar to me. I went to business school, finance, took those learning lessons into doing my own thing. But since you have been doing your own thing, which areas do you find most challenging? Um, I think being in the apparel business and I didn't know anything about it, that was a huge learning curve. So I can't even say I'm an expert now, even though we've produced, you know, thousands and thousands of SKUs at this point. But um you know, it's, it's a journey I'm constantly on and I stay humble about what I don't know. But I think sometimes when you're going into an industry that you aren't an expert in, you kind of do what works. And so I may talk to someone that's been in the apparel industry for 20 years and have no idea what they're talking about, but they're surprised that I've made it work. Right. So sometimes not having the experience helps you just fit it all together and have less of a kind of, uh, you're, you're not risk averse to what's being done in the market and what exists, you're just like, I want to change this. How do I change this? And then you create something new. You know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't have any rules to follow because you don't know the rules. <laughs> yeah. I have to fail a whole lot because you don't know how things go. Unlike school, there's no textbook for entrepreneurship. Yeah. There's no blueprint for how to do things, but I'm sure you've had great learning lessons throughout your career already. Would you mind sharing one that stuck out to you? Yeah. You know, I think for me, um, I've always been in data and quantitative you know, quantitatively oriented person. Um, But in the very beginning, you know, I had, I knew a little bit about Facebook ads, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a later stage mom. So I'm in my late thirties now. And when I first started the business, I was like, I'm going to hire an agency. These agencies know much better than me how to run Facebook ads. And I'm going to get them to just like, help me scale this business. Right. And so I found this firm, younger guys, uh, you know, gave me the whole pitch that really confident that they knew how to sell baby clothes. And uh, to be honest, for five months, we just dumped money down the drain. Right. And I, I was following their lead because I thought that they knew, you know, Facebook ads better. And I want to lean on people that knew some, know something better than I do. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the takeaway is, and we still use agencies, but I actually brought ads back in house. I took a course. I learned everything there was about ads. You know, I ran my own ads for two years and then put it back out to agencies. And I I think, you know, especially for bootstrapped entrepreneurs that are, you know, playing with their own cash or cash flow, you know, you want to know as much as you can about every part of the business before you get someone else to do it. And that's not always possible, but at the end of the day, um, I, I needed to know more before I gave it to someone else. 
And at the and, and I also think that no one knows your business like you do. No one knows your customers like you do. No one knows the message that you're trying to put out into the world. And that is kind of the pain point of being an entrepreneur at times as well. But, you know, as you are growing your business, especially in the early stages, you know, you need to have a firm grasp on who you are, who your customers are, how you want to talk to them and control as much of, as you can, especially in the beginning before you start to scale. Something that I struggled with in the beginning was not really narrowing it down. Like you're saying, my message can be powerful to everyone, but you can't throw a million darts into the ocean and hope them to stick. I had to really narrow it down. And since I've done that, I've been able to make a difference on a larger scale with more people, but also generate more revenue finally. So things are starting to move in the right direction for me, focusing on mental health and entrepreneurship with the two podcasts, growing the brand outside the books. Thank you for sharing that learning lesson. But now we have the opportunity to learn a lot more about you. If you could learn from any entrepreneur throughout history, dead or alive, who are you sitting down with? I would say Phil Knight, because uh, I love the Nike story. I love the Nike brand. You know, here at Lark Adventure Wear, you know, I like to tell people we're building the next gen brand for families, for millennial families. And so uh, that's, that's kind of an iconic figure and a guy that built, you know, I don't know if you've read his book before, but um, I haven't actually, it's an amazing book of how he built, you know, something from nothing. Um, What's the name of it? um, It's called shoe dog, shoe dog. Yeah. Everyone out there, you got a book recommendation coming your way. (laughs) But uh, Phil Knight's built obviously an amazing brand, amazing products. And I think that's something that I'm, I want to do as well. So. Let's delve a little deeper into your brain. Where is the meeting going to go down if you could pick the spot? Oh, uh, at my favorite coffee shop, probably, but probably in Portland because that's where Nike is based. So they have a lot of good coffee in Portland. All right. We'll have to tag them in the episode to make that happen. Now tell everybody what you're working on right now. What's next to be coming from you and your entrepreneurial endeavors? Yeah. So I don't think I gave like the full description of Lark Adventure Wear, but ultimately we make clothes from this special uh, soft tech bamboo. It's a fabric that's not used in any other clothes. It's cotton and bamboo, and it does the same thing as dry fit does, but it's all natural. And so uh, I started making baby clothes because my you know son was hot and sweaty. Uh, and five years ago, we just had clothes from zero to two. Um, we've then evolved, you know, we are manufacturing in LA, then our quantities increase, we're manufacturing in China. And so we're going down this road of growth right now. Um, we've increased sizes to go all the way up to 10 years old for kids. And as you awesome. mentioned, yeah, so we, we have all these sizes, we have two different fabrics, we have, you know, uh, uh, over a 1000 SKUs and 10 different styles. So as we've grown, we've really like tried to increase um, you know, the offerings to our customers, because we have a really, really loyal customer base. And so, you know, the next steps for us are really we're raising capital right now. So uh, we want to become a mainstream. Well, we haven't raised yet, but we're attempting. Um, but, you know, we want to be a mainstream brand in every millennial family's closet. Um, we feel like our fabric and our fit and the functionality and the perspective that we are parents designing kids you know, kids clothes and women's clothes to make them feel amazing and more comfortable is unique to the market. Um, And uh, there really isn't a brand that kind of speaks to this issues that parents are having right now. You know, they have a ton of information, a ton of decisions to make. And we're hoping to make clothes that make one decision of their life in their life, what to wear a little bit easier. I look forward to seeing all the next steps you do. Please keep me in the loop when all of these great things unravel so we can keep our 
audience up to date. But as you know, if you're a loyal listener, it is now time for the Spotlight Story. And since we have a mom entrepreneur on the show today, I'm going to go introduce the journey of another and a name many of us know, Jessica Alba. I got this article from Forbes, and it talks about the household products company that went public after a tumultuous, as the article puts, few years overshadowed by lawsuits and increasing competition. The Honest Company debuted on NASDAQ with Jessica Alba taking center stage at the podium. It all started in 2008, though, when a pregnant Alba couldn't find a reasonably priced, natural and eco-friendly baby product that had the idea for a clean and natural products brand selling dozens of products, including fashionable diapers for babies, detergents, and wipes. The business started out with a valuation between 1.4 and 1.7 billion. I'm going to start with a quote. At Honest, we prioritize transparency, trust, and sustainability in all we do. Honest road to public markets has been rocky when class action lawsuits over false advertising and allegedly harmful products, executive turnover, and a down funding round appeared. The company's filing point that sales grew 28% last year when the article was written from 236 million to 300 million. And I want to include a little more. Since 2017, the company chaired by co-founder Alba has cut down its workforce, discontinued some of its offerings, upgraded or reformulated 90% of its products, I guess, after this false advertising claim and moved away from its focus on director to consumer to right the ship. The changes helped them grow their margins, although it's unlikely that the business who lost 31 million in 2019 will really recover from that, as the article puts. What do you take away from Jessica's business as a fellow mom? Yeah, I actually interviewed with Honest Company out out of business school and I met Christopher Gavigan when they were kind of on their road to scaling. you know, I think it's a really crowded market, but Honest was the first to market. You know, they really created a segment in the market. Um, but the reality is when you have a good idea, I think sometimes larger, you know, CPGs or companies try to, you know, cut into that market as well. Um, another lesson I take away from this, especially because I'm raising capital right now, is, you know, take money from people that want your company to grow in a healthy way. And oftentimes, you know, when you're raising capital or you take on outside capital, it can either be that rocket ship. You're either on a rocket ship or you're dropping off fast because you're burning cash flow. So I think it just really depends on the type of business you want to build. I'd love to build something where, you know, we are profitable in a few years after taking on some capital and we can grow at, at a healthy clip. But I think, you know, society in general has kind of always rewarded this fast growth track with lots of money, um, as opposed to for many of us, you know, 10% of businesses grow successfully like that, or, you know, less than that, maybe 1% of businesses, but, um, you know, most businesses need to need to create healthy margins and, uh, be profitable in order to succeed. It's a great look and outtake on the article. Thank you. And thank you so much for everything you brought to the show today. Not only did you show the courage to leave the stable job and go tackle what you want to accomplish, you showed that you can even get into a business without knowing much about it. But if you believe in yourself, learn to network and use the the skills you learned in school, uh, anything can happen. She's now grown to a seven-figure business. And as she mentioned, on her way to creating capital, where can everybody find you, find your website, say hello, everything? Yeah. um, So our website is larkware.com. 
And uh, you can find us on Instagram. We have over 70,000 uh, Instagram followers. It's Lark underscore Adventurewear. Very impressive. Lark underscore Adventurewear and Larkwear.com. Be sure to check them out. And we are at Vincent A. Lancey and at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media and YouTube. My latest book is Mental Health Week, the go-to book for elementary school students to learn the basics on mental health, and you can prime it tomorrow. Let's end the show with a quote as always, and this is from Jessica Alba. Being perfect is being flawed, accepting it and never letting it make you feel less than your best. And I feel this is such a direct line right to your business endeavors. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next Friday on That Entrepreneur Show. 